0: section 50 of inquire within upon everything this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b inquire within upon everything by robert kemp philp section 50 sixteen hundred nineteen preserving fruit the grand secret of preserving is to deprive the fruit of its water of vegetation in the shortest time possible for which purpose the fruit ought to be gathered just at the point of proper maturity an ingenious french writer considers fruit of all kinds as having four distinct periods of maturity the maturity of vegetation of honeyfication of expectation and of coction Sixteen hundred twenty the first period the first period he considers to be that when having gone through the vegetable processes up to the ripening it appears ready to drop spontaneously this however is a period which arrives sooner in the warm climate of france than in the colder orchards of england but its absolute presence may be ascertained by the general filling out of the rind by the bloom by the smell and by the facility with which it may be plucked from the branch. But even in France, as generally practiced in England, this period may be hastened, either by cutting circularly through the outer rind at the foot of the branch, so as to prevent the return of the sap, or by bending the branch to a horizontal position on an espalier, which answers the same purpose. 1621 the second period, the second period or that of honeyfication consists in the ripeness and flavor which fruits of all kinds acquire if plucked a few days before arriving at their first maturity and preserved under a proper degree of temperature. Apples may acquire or arrive at this second degree of maturity upon the tree, but it too often happens that the flavor of the fruit is thus lost for fruit overripe is always found to have parted with a portion of its flavor. 1622. The Third Stage. The third stage, or of expectation, as the theorist quaintly terms it, is that which is acquired by pulpy fruits, which, though sufficiently ripe to drop off the tree, are even then hard and sour. This is the case with several kinds, both of apples and pears not to mention other fruits which always improve after keeping in the confectionery but with respect to the medlar and the quince this maturity of expectation is absolutely necessary sixteen hundred twenty three the fourth degree the fourth degree of maturity or of coction is completely artificial and is nothing more nor less than the change produced upon fruit by the aid of culinary heat 1624. Maturity of vegetation. We have already pointed out the first object necessary in the preservation of fruit, its maturity of vegetation, and we may apply the same principle to flowers or leaves which may be gathered for use. 1625. Flowers. The flowers ought to be gathered a day or two before the petals are ready to drop off spontaneously on the setting of the fruit and the leaves must be plucked before the season has begun to rob them of their vegetable juices the degree of heat necessary for the purpose of drying must next be considered as it differs considerably with respect to different substances sixteen hundred twenty six degrees of heat required flowers or aromatic plants require the smallest increase of heat beyond the temperature of the season provided that season be genial something more for rinds or roots and a greater heat for fruits but this heat must not be carried to excess fools have an abundance of vanity sixteen hundred twenty seven proportions of heat philosophic confectioners may avail themselves of the thermometer but practice forms the best guide in this case and therefore we shall say without speaking of degrees of fahrenheit or raymure that if the necessary heat for flowers is one that for rinds and roots must be one and a quarter that for fruits one and three-quarters or nearly double of what one may be above the freezing point sixteen hundred twenty eight hints about making preserves it is not generally known that boiling fruit a long time and skimming it well without sugar and without a cover to the preserving pan is a very economical and excellent way economical because the bulk of the scum rises from the fruit and not from the sugar but the latter should be good boiling it without a cover allows the evaporation of all the watery particles therefrom and renders the preserves firm and well-flavored. The proportions are three-quarters of a pound of sugar to a pound of fruit. Jam made in this way of currants, strawberries, raspberries, or gooseberries is excellent. The sugar should be added after the skimming is complete. 1629. To make a syrup. Dissolve one pound of sugar in about a gill of water. Boil for a few minutes, Skimming it till quite clear to every two pounds of sugar add the white of one egg well beaten boil very quickly and skim carefully while boiling sixteen hundred thirty covering for preserves white paper cut to a suitable size dipped in brandy and put over the preserves when cold and then a double paper tied over the top all preserves should stand a night before they are covered instead of brandy the white of eggs may be used to glaze the paper covering and the paper may be pasted round the edge of the pot instead of tied it will exclude the air better sixteen hundred thirty-one to bottle fruits let the fruit to be preserved be quite dry and without blemish take a bottle that is perfectly clean and dry within and put in the fruit in layers sprinkling sugar between each layer put in the bung and tie bladder over setting the bottles bung downwards in a large stew pan of cold water with hay between to prevent breaking when the skin is just cracking take them out all preserves require exclusion from the air place a piece of paper dipped in sweet oil over the top of the fruit prepare thin paper immersed in gum water and while wet press it over and around the top of the jar as it dries it will become quite firm and tight sixteen hundred thirty two keeping apples apples for keeping should be laid out on a dry floor for three weeks they may then be packed away in layers with dry straw between them each apple should be rubbed with a dry cloth as it is put away they should be kept in a cool place but should be sufficiently covered with straw to protect them from frost they should be plucked on a dry day sixteen hundred thirty three dried apples dried apples are produced by taking fine apples of good quality and placing them in a very slow oven for several hours take them out occasionally rub and press them flat continue until they are done if they look dry rub over them a little clarified sugar sixteen hundred thirty four preserved rhubarb peel one pound of the finest rhubarb and cut it into pieces of two inches in length add three-quarters of a pound of white sugar and the rind and juice of one lemon the rind to be cut into narrow strips put all into a preserving kettle and simmer gently until the rhubarb is quite soft Take it out carefully with a silver spoon and put it into jars. Then boil the syrup a sufficient time to make it keep well, say one hour, and pour it over the fruit. When cold, put a paper soaked in brandy over it and tie the jars down with a bladder to exclude the air. This preserve should be made in the spring. Sixteen hundred thirty five. Dry apricots. Gather before ripe scald in a jar put into boiling water pare and stone them put into a syrup of half their weight of sugar in the proportion of half a pint of water to two pounds of sugar scald and then boil until they are clear stand for two days in the syrup then put into a thin candy and scald them in it keep two days longer in the candy heating them each day and then lay them on glasses to dry sixteen hundred thirty six preserved peaches wipe and pick the fruit and have ready a quarter of the weight of fine sugar in powder put the fruit into an ice pot that shuts very close throw the sugar over it and then cover the fruit with brandy between the top and cover of the pot put a double piece of grey paper set the pot in a saucepan of water till the brandy is as hot as you can bear to put your finger into but do not let it boil. Put the fruit into a jar and pour on the brandy. Cover in same manner as preserves. 1637. Brandy Peaches. Drop them into a weak boiling lye until the skin can be wiped off. Make a thin syrup to cover them, boil until they are soft to the fingernail, make a rich syrup, and add, after they come from the fire and while hot, the same quantity of brandy as syrup. The fruit must be covered. Sixteen hundred thirty eight. Preserved plums. One. Cut your plums in half. They must not be quite ripe. And take out the stones. Weigh the plums and allow a pound of loaf sugar to a pound of fruit. Crack the stones, take out the kernels, and break them in pieces. Boil the plums and kernels very slowly for about fifteen minutes in as little water as possible then spread them on a large dish to cool and strain the liquor next day add your syrup and boil for fifteen minutes put into jars pour the juice over when warm and tie up with bladder when cold with paper dipped in brandy over the preserve sixteen hundred thirty nine preserve plums two another way plums for common use are very good done in treacle Put your plums into an earthen vessel that holds a gallon, having first slit each plum with a knife. To three quarts of plums, put a pint of treacle. Cover them over, and set them on hot coals in the chimney corner. Let them stew for twelve hours or more, occasionally stirring, and next day put them up in jars. Done in this manner, they will keep till the next spring. 1640. To preserve lemons whole for dessert take six fine fresh well-shaped lemons cut a hole just around the stalk and with a marrow-spoon scoop out the pips and press out the juice but leave the pulp in the lemons put them into a bowl with two or three quarts of spring water to steep out the bitterness leave them three days changing the water each day or only two days if you wish them to be very bitter strain the juice as soon as squeezed out boil it with one pound of loaf sugar setting the jar into which it was strained in a pan of boiling water fifteen or twenty minutes tie it up quite hot with bladder and set by till wanted taste the water the lemons are lying in at the end of the third day if not bitter lift the lemons out into a china lined pan pour the water through a strainer upon them Boil gently one or two hours. Set by in a pan. Boil again next day until so tender that the head of a large needle will easily pierce the rind. Put in one pound of loaf sugar. Make it just boil and leave to cool. Next day, boil the syrup and pour it on the lemons. Add one pound of sugar and hot water to supply what was boiled away. Lift out the lemons and boil the syrup and pour on them again every day for a fortnight then every three or four days adding gradually three pounds of sugar when the lemons look clear and bright boil the syrup pretty hard add the lemon juice which had been set by just boil skim put the lemons into jars pour the syrup upon them and tie up the jars instantly with bladder vice cheats its votaries sixteen hundred forty-one preserve ginger scald the young roots till they become tender peel them and place in cold water frequently changing the water then put into a thin syrup and in a few days put into jars and pour a rich syrup over them sixteen hundred forty-two to preserve eggs one it has been long known to housewives that the great secret of preserving eggs fresh is to place the small end downwards and keep it in that position other requisites not being neglected such as to have the eggs perfectly fresh when deposited for keeping not allowing them to become wet keeping them cool in warm weather and avoiding freezing in winter take an inch board of convenient size say a foot wide and two and a half feet long and bore it full of holes each about an inch and a half in diameter a board of this size may have five dozen holes bored in it for as many eggs then nail strips of thin board two inches wide round the edges to serve as a ledge boards such as this may now be made to constitute the shelves of a cupboard in a cool cellar the only precaution necessary is to place the eggs as fast as they are laid in these holes with the small end downwards, and they will keep for months perfectly fresh. The great advantage of this plan is the perfect ease with which the fresh eggs are packed away and again obtained when wanted. A carpenter would make such a board for a trifling charge. 1643. Preserving Eggs 2. Another method. The several modes recommended for preserving eggs any length of time are not always successful. The egg, to be preserved well, should be kept at a temperature so low that the air and fluids within its shell shall not be brought into a decomposing condition, and, at the same time, the air outside of its shell should be excluded, in order to prevent its action in any way upon the egg. 1644. Preserving Eggs 3. Mixture 4 the following mixture for preserving eggs was patented several years ago by mr jane of sheffield he alleged that by means of it he could keep eggs two years a part of his composition is often made use of perhaps the whole of it would be better put into a tub or vessel one bushel of quick lime two pounds of salt half a pound of cream of tartar and mix the same together with as much water as will reduce the composition or mixture to that consistence that it will cause an egg put into it to swim with its top just above the liquid then place the eggs therein sixteen hundred forty five preserving eggs four eggs may be preserved by applying with a brush a solution of gum arabic to the shells and afterwards packing them in dry charcoal dust 1646. Improving bad butter. Bad butter may be improved greatly by dissolving it in thoroughly hot water. Let it cool, then skim it off, and churn again, adding a little good salt and sugar. A small portion can be tried and approved before doing a larger quantity. The water should be merely hot enough to melt the butter, or it will become oily. 1647. Rancid butter. This may be restored by melting it in a water-bath with some coarsely powdered animal charcoal, which has been thoroughly sifted from dust and strained through flannel. 1648. Salt butter. Salt butter may be freshened by churning it with new milk, in the proportion of a pound of butter to a quart of milk. Treat the butter in all respects in churning as fresh cheap earthenware churns for domestic use may be had at any hardware shop sixteen hundred forty nine to preserve milk provide bottles which must be perfectly clean sweet and dry draw the milk from the cow into the bottles and as they are filled immediately cork them well up and fasten the corks with pack-thread or wire then spread a little straw at the bottom of a boiler on which place the bottles with straw between them, until the boiler contains a sufficient quantity. Fill it up with cold water, heat the water, and as soon as it begins to boil, draw the fire, and let the whole gradually cool. When quite cold, take out the bottles and pack them in sawdust, in hampers, and stow them in the coolest part of the house. Milk preserved in this manner, and allowed to remain even eighteen months in bottles will be as sweet as when first milked from the cow sixteen hundred fifty keeping meat meat may be kept several days in the height of summer sweet and good by lightly covering it with bran and hanging it in some high or windy room or in a passage where there is a current of air sixteen hundred fifty one hams tongues etc glazing four boil a shin of beef twelve hours in eight or ten quarts of water. Draw the gravy from a knuckle of veal in the same manner. Put the same herbs and spices, as if for soup, and add the whole to the shin of beef. It must be boiled till reduced to a quart. It will keep good for a year, and when wanted for use, warm a little and spread over the ham, tongue, etc., with a feather. 1652 Curing of Hams and Bacon the most simple method is to use one ounce and a half of common soda and the same quantity of saltpeter to 14 pounds of ham or bacon, using the usual quantity of salt. The soda prevents that hardness in the lean of the bacon which is so often found, and keeps it quite mellow all through, besides being a preventative of rust. 1653. Preserving Mackerel. Mackerel are at certain times exceedingly plentiful, especially to those who live near the coast. They may be preserved so as to make an excellent and well-flavored dish, weeks or months after the season is past, by the following means. Having chosen some fine fish, cleanse them perfectly, and either boil them or lightly fry them in oil. The fish should be divided, and the bones, heads, and skins removed they should then be well rubbed over with the following seasoning for every dozen good-sized fish use three tablespoonfuls of salt heaped one ounce and a half of common black pepper six or eight cloves and a little mace finely powdered and as much nutmeg grated as the operator chooses to afford not however exceeding one nutmeg let the whole surface be well covered with the seasoning then lay the fish in layers packed into a stone jar not a glazed one cover the whole with good vinegar and if they be intended to be long kept pour salad oil or melted fat over the top caution the glazing on earthen jars is made from lead or arsenic from which vinegar draws forth poison sixteen hundred fifty four preserving potatoes the preservation of potatoes by dipping them in boiling water, is a valuable and useful discovery. Large quantities may be cured at once by putting them into a basket as large as the vessel containing the boiling water will admit, and then just dipping them a minute or two at the utmost. The germ, which is so near the skin, is thus destroyed without injury to the potato. In this way, several tons might be cured in a few hours. They should be then dried in a warm oven and laid up in sacks, secure from the frost, in a dry place. 1655. To preserve cucumbers. Take large and fresh-gathered cucumbers, split them down and take out all the seeds, lay them in salt and water sufficiently strong to bear an egg for three days. Set them on a fire with cold water and a small lump of alum, and boil them a few minutes, or till tender drain them and pour on them a thin syrup let them lie two days boil the syrup again and put it over the cucumbers repeat this part of the process a second and a third time then have ready some fresh clarified sugar boiled to a blow which may be known by dipping the skimmer into the sugar and blowing strongly through the holes of it if little bladders appear it has attained that degree put in the cucumbers and simmer for five minutes, set by till next day, boil the syrup and cucumbers again, and put them in glasses for use. End of section 50